Obviously. On the prompt. That's all true. Are you my agent? Yes. Yes, I am. In, oh. I, yes. I am now. <laughs> it's legally binding now. And uh, I have some work that you need to complete. I'll talk about it later on. Welcome to the prompt, a weekly panel discussion on technology and the culture surrounding Apple and related companies. It is November 27th, 2013. This is episode 24 of the World's Greatest Podcast. My name is Mike Hurley. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Stephen Hackett. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? I am very well. Would you like to know why I'm very well today? Uh... <laughs> well, yeah, he's back, everyone. Federico is back. Hey, guys. How are you? Uh, I, I am alive. Federico, good. can you explain to people what's playing right now? Uh, it's the Italian... Uh, what do you call them, guys? Like The, the national anthem. The national anthem, yeah. That one. Sounds so nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, listen to it. Are you crying right now, Federico? Uh, no, I'm, ju- I'm just looking at QuickTime. Welcome back, Federico. We've missed Thanks, you guys. so much. I, I really miss you guys and being here and just talking to the microphone, you know? So, um, I, I am alive. And I have a new ISP. Uh, I am in my new house in Rome, and I'm not using personal hotspot, so that's a that's an achievement because I've been working with 3G for like uh, three weeks, and now I have real Wi-Fi, and it's like being in 2004 all over again. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, that's I have the year Wi-Fi. We've all wanted to go back to. I, I have Wi-Fi. You you don't understand. Being without proper DSL and Wi-Fi for three weeks makes weird things go through your brain. Like, like I started streaming music again. I started watching videos on YouTube again. And this is like being on a podcast. It's just been two weeks, but it feels like a long time. And I'm really glad to be here. Yeah, I'm glad you're back. I was going... I was contemplating skipping out on the show this week because Thanksgiving is here in the States tomorrow and I have like a family dinner right after this, but um, I knew you were going to be back and I, I didn't want to miss it. So you're not going on a crazy shopping spree on Friday? What? N- no, I really don't do that anyways. I am, however, dressed like a pilgrim as we record this, so there's that. What does that look like? The hat is very itchy. Okay. Just uh, put a pilgrim in the show notes. Okay. Which well, can be well. found on the internet. At pilgrim.com. Prom.pt yep. slash 24. Right? Or the prom? I don't know. Uh, I think it's the prom. It's the prom. The prom. The prom.pt. The prom. <laughs> like a prom. The prom.pt. Like, um, this, is my, this is my, what do, you, what do you Americans call them? Like, when kids go back to high school, like a homecoming. Uh, what? No? That's close enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so anyway, uh, I'm back, and uh, and I hope that this new ISP will uh, endure in in its uh, continual functionality with my <laughs> and firelessness. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Uh, so yeah. Well, a listener got you a present or two presents. Mm. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Forgotten towel on Twitter huh. uh, has provided us with some uh, show-related artwork. 
if you will. Oh, yeah, I remember those. There, there's one with Grappa. Right. Yeah. Which is a alcohol of some sort, I assume. Yeah. Um, you, you guys don't have Grappa? Uh, we don't really drink it here, but I've had Grappa. I, I, I know what it is. I don't know what it is. I'm looking at Wikipedia. Yeah, it, I don't have exactly... It looks like fun. wine. No, it looks like well, it, dep- it depends on the, on the on the kind of grappa that you that you buy. There's like yellow old grappa, and there's like transparent grappa that looks looks like vodka. Uh, mm. I don't really have fond memories with grappa, so yeah. I, I'd rather not talk about it. Especially the transparent kind. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. taken in as a shot, and it's. Uh, <laughs> If you've ever had like ouzo, you guys are so full of regret right now, and uh, I don't know why. If you've ever had like I don't know, like ouzo, it's you know that sort of idea. Um, just nothing, nothing good comes of it, really. Yeah. It's basically um, drunk by young people. Federico, please correct me if I'm wrong. It's drunk by young people and instantly regretted, or it's drunk constantly by old people and they seem to not even be phased by it. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. my father. After lunch and dinner, takes a, a, a really a, a modest shot of grappa, and he just doesn't care. He just pours a mug. It, yeah, <laughs> he just he, he sits there on the couch after we after we've eaten. He, he just doesn't care. He, he takes he takes a sip of his grappa, and he's like, oh, "Okay, I'm good." And he goes back <laughs> to the newspaper. <laughs> that sorted me out. It's, it's, uh, it's taken as like, an aperitif. Hmm. Yeah, so we, we have that, and then we have one that has our names with the uh, prompt colors. Listeners, uh, listeners really amazing. of my Bionic program will be familiar with Forgotten Hell, um, as they, yes. make, they make incredible uh, artwork for, uh, for, for Bionic. Yeah, we'll put, um, we'll put his or her... I'm going to guess his, because his little avatar guy kind of has a beard. I mean, it could be a lady with a beard. I'm not, I'm not judging. <laughs> we'll put that uh the tumbler in the uh show notes so you can you can put this in context with bionic yep poor susan yeah mm. poor susan so poor susan. i try to listen to bionic because you <laughs> all right watch where you're going buddy so, so i i started with episode 69 because that seemed like a nice yeah, number to start with you should go back and, to um, 51 well, i want to start it. with 69 you know for the for the old I don't know. Symbolism. I don't know what Symbolism. you're referring to. I have absolutely no so, idea what um, that means. What do you guys talk about exactly? Yeah. See, that's why you need to go back to episode fifty-one. So, so because it, that's like a transformation of of, of yeah. You two, okay. Fifty-one so, was where it kind of changed. It didn't really mean to, but things changed. Um, the show now is basically me and Matt. We just we you know there is some technology in in the show but we really just kind of have fun and we have these long running jokes about how we own a volcano and mm-hmm. you you kind of really have to go go to episode 51 united queendom is the, is the name of the show <laughs> uh, that's the name of the title uh does your family listen to bionic uh no N- none okay. of my family yeah, or friends really listen to anything that i do mm-hmm. um, they probably should shouldn't they so. should, and I, I won't let anybody that I know listen to this show because they <laughs> might fall in love with you. And I won't okay. say which one I was talking to. Hmm. I think we all know. The southern accent has ruined many women. <laughs> um, yeah, Bonnick is a thing. Uh-huh. 
Uh, it's my favorite show in some ways, and in some ways, it's my least favorite show. That's all I've ever. Re- that's all we really aspire to do. You know, I, I've been trying Bionic for a few months, and it, and it's really a great <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm happy to announce that Bionic <laughs> is a new show. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, we're back, baby. So th- did I tell you, Mike? Um, I went to a concert uh, yeah. two weeks ago. Um, so after the show, I kind of found my way in the backstage mm-hmm. and with a friend uh, of mine. And um, so we went to talk to the guy, to the guitar player of, the, of the, the band, which is called Naked and Famous, by the way. Mm-hmm. They're from New Zealand. And they do kind of pop synth rock, that kind of stuff. So it's a really nice band. So I go say hi. And he's like, oh, cheers, mate. And I'm like, wow, this guy sounds like Mike. <laughs> so uh, I had a few drinks that night. So I, I don't know if you remember, I sent you a message. I don't know. I just wanted to, you know, we were talking about bionic and accents. And I like when you say mate. Thanks, mate. <laughs> so Federico, you returned your iPad mini. Yeah, I, I did that too. So, what did um, you do? So uh, it was... When did it came uh, come out? Two two weeks ago, the iPad Mini, like the surprise launch of the iPad Mini, like on a Tuesday. Sounds right? like that. Yeah. So uh, I bought a I bought a white one because I uh, I discovered that in in the Italian Apple stores you had to to reserve an iPad Mini if you wanted one on 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 the launch day. So I bought a white one because uh, it was the only one available and. Uh, which wasn't exactly what I was planning because I wanted to get a space gray, but I couldn't. So I bought a white one and I used it for like a, a week or 10 days. And, and I had to exchange it because it had, um, there was a, a, like a stock pixel on the screen. Right. And uh, so I got, a, I got the black one, 32 gig 3G. And, um, and so, yeah, I'm loving it, by the way. Uh, it's really, really uh, a great device. Is it and, safe um, to say that you've had your iPad for a few weeks now and you really love it? And I really like it. Yeah. Okay, I've, been, I, I've been testing the iPad and, um, <laughs> and uh, out, of my own, out of my own pocket money. And um, so uh, I wasn't provided a review unit by <laughs> Apple. Um, the gas that I put in my car was out of my own pocket. Right, and uh, and it's really nice. No, seriously. Uh, you can read I, more about Federico Vitici's, uh policies by, f- by going to the link at the bottom. The so yeah, I, I only had four days in my return window. So um, I didn't, uh, when I went to to you know to return it and to get a black one, I kind of had to convince the guy because I didn't make a reservation for 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 to return the the device, which doesn't really make sense that you have to make a reservation to return a device that you already bought once but that's what it is for apple in italy apparently so but but they but they broke they i guess they broke the the rules that they have yeah. so i have a black one and uh, and it's really nice it doesn't have a stock pixel on the screen and um yeah i love it best ipad i've ever had i love I I really 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 like the Retina Mini, and yeah. uh, I was able to return my accidentally purchased um, iPad Mini Retina too. 
I still have to understand how one can accidentally purchase an iPad. Well, it, maybe it was one of those exper experiences you have during Bionic. <laughs> uh, like, no, I was. Like, this was all like basically. I just you know, uh, I ordered it on online. Then thought, oh, I'll just go to the store and buy one and cancel my online order. But I so it's the one that, that got lost in in the mail. No, that's still lost. That's gone oh, forever. Okay. Uh, okay. That was the old iPad that I sent away to be sold. That just somebody at Royal Mail must have stolen that, Federico. That's what happened. Do not trust you know what, the Queen. You know what I noticed? I don't really, I don't really like the new colors of the iPad Mini Smart Colors. I I have the green one, and I really like it. The the green uh, one? Yeah. Ugh. Why why would you buy a, a green one? <laughs> what are you like like a vegan? <laughs> Using iPad smart covers like a grown up by Federico Vitici. <laughs> <laughs> I I have the two most critical well, the second and third most critical podcast hosts um to have ever existed. Like an animal. We love you. But you have to change your ways. Mm. Now I was talking to somebody about this today. I bought the black one with my iPad Air and it already looks nasty, like like, I mean, not, like, just like, beat up already. Like, it just hasn't, I'm not impressed at all. And I bought the black one because I didn't like any of the colors. Now, you know, I did the polyurethane. Maybe the leather ones hold up better, but just not impressed with this at all. Um, let alone, I like, the function is way worse on the iPad Air than it was previously on the 3 and 4. I just kept the, the cover from last year's Mini. Because I yeah. really didn't see a reason to to get a new one. Yeah, the the problems that that you've spoken about, Stephen, uh, with the big with the iPad Air with that smart cover, they don't. Ex I don't think they exist on the Mini. I, I I've never had a problem with it, like detaching when it's been in. in yeah, I think it's know. just that the surface area. Yeah, is so much more. Yeah, that would make sense to me. Like the 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 when you tap the top, the leverage would. Federico, what color do you have on yours? Uh, I have a a gray one. It's the right answer. Yeah. Oh, thank, thank God. Oh, I forgot to mention. You know what? I, what I do have a minor problem on my iPad Mini, which is um, the mic. This will make you happy. I have the like the the power button. It, you know, it makes the the rattling sound. Oh no! Oh, right. Yeah. No, that's the camera focus. Oh no! Hang on a second. No, it's the vibrate it's, motor. Oh, no, no, it's, it's not. I think uh, it's think the internal that, thirty pin dot connector. That's that's uh, Scott Forstall's soul. I I I think yeah, either that or it's Tim Cook whispering in my ear every, every time, time I, I shake my iPad says, to undo. Says which is crazy. Why why do they still force you to shake to undo? Dude, I that, did it. Yeah, it's and it's it. You so I don't like it on the phone because if like I'm gonna throw my phone across the room, I mean maybe I shake it violently. But like the iPad, I just feel like an idiot. I'm like. I'll be by myself in my house alone and not want to shake to undo on my iPad. The shake, you know to, the shake to undo um, dialog box, I think, is the worst dialog box on iOS 7. Because it just says undo, undo in two different <laughs> colors. No, but, but the real problem is that the shake to undo gesture is a, is a, is a, is a menace to couples. Because uh, when my girlfriend goes to sleep and, uh, and I'm next to her and I'm using my iPad... Uh, every time I have to shake to undo, I wake her up, and and she's like, "What?" And I'm like, oh, "Sorry, nothing." So uh, that's a real problem, I think. Why do you have to they shake? They need to address to, this. Uh, like you have to shake real. Shake to break up. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know why why they why they they haven't changed this. Um. So uh, well, I guess what what else can it be? It has to be universal and part of the system, so it can't be a button. So how else could they do it? I generally like the the I don't know. I wouldn't call it a gesture. Uh, the, the 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 command in the first place, but now when I do that, I also hear the the rattling sound of the of the power mm. button. So I don't know. Should mm. I return the second unit as well, or maybe it's normal behavior? I don't know. You should return it and ask them to change the functionality of Shake to Undo. <laughs> but, yeah, the G Spark can do that. But what if they think like I'm an idiot? Constantly returning my iPads. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're a famous blogger. Don't they know you when you go in the Apple store? <laughs> no, there was no red carpet. This is what you do. You know, I, I was a, mm, I was a Mac genius for some amount of time, and um, to get attention in the Apple store, you have to throw a fit. So maybe go in and you know take take your crutches with you, and when they don't listen to you, just start smashing things with them. So like. <laughs> Every time they bring you an iPad that rattles, you smash an iMac with a with a crutch. That, that doesn't for some reason that I'm not completely sold on your strategy. Well, I can't help you. There's, there is no help for you. Hmm. Maybe you should buy a Nexus Seven. Yeah, they don't rattle. Yeah. So, um, the the saga of my my iPhone continues. Um. Do it's, we have a saga on your on your? Phone? Yes, it's getting worse, Federico. <laughs> Why? Um. So a couple of days ago, every time the number seven appeared on my lock screen, um, <laughs> what? <laughs> there was there was this huge bar of color that went across. Did you not see me tweeting about this? Uh, no, the number seven. Every time the number seven appeared on the clock of my uh, of my iPhone. There was this huge colored bar that went across the number seven. What? Um, yeah, it was. It we was, put a picture of that in the show notes. Uh, yes. Why it. did I miss this? How did I miss this? I, you well, were without I, the internet. I tweeted about it, but yeah, you've been without the internet. Oh, yeah. Um, and also, the phone has now taken to just reboot on its own without me doing anything. So all of a sudden, my, my, like my phone's just on the desk, and then I see the Apple logo. That's happening um, quite a bit, too. Um, some apps, just launching applications now, crashes my phone. I tend not to get the multitasking crash anymore. It, it's now a lot less predictable. Like before, it was just it was just a case of like, okay, so you know, if if this happens, like if I go into multitasking, there's a there's a good chance that I'm going to 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 find myself in a situation where my phone reboots. So I would mentally prepare myself for that. But now it's simply gotten to the point where it's like. It could just happen at any point. Just at any point, Mike, my phone uh, can reboot. Mike, I think that it's time to perform an exorcism on your on your iPhone. I I like that you call it exorcism because some people just tell me that I need to reboot and reformat. But you know what I you should know. do? What should I do? You should restore your phone. Yeah, I know. Like I should. a gentleman. Yeah, I just haven't. Yeah, I haven't got around to it. I'm a I'm a busy guy. Um. So how? So the just so I understand, because I think you said something, and I think I don't understand. The phone will just be sitting on your desk, and will restart, like not touching it, not doing anything. It will. It will literally be sitting next to me on the desk, and then all of a sudden, the Apple logo is there. <laughs> That's that, uh, really that doesn't seem scary. right. <laughs> so 
our, our good buddy, Gabe uh, Weatherhead, he had that problem with his iPad uh, Air, didn't he? One morning he woke up and it was just bricked. Do you remember him saying about this? Oh, uh, I did. I did see that, yeah. yeah. So, Federico, if you go into our show notes, you will see I've just added a Dropler link. Which Why is the you. slide let, let to unlock green? Exactly. That was another thing. <laughs> you know, I've, I didn't... I, actually, I've seen that. Your wallpaper is green. Hmm. Your icon no. wallpaper is green at the bottom, isn't it? Uh, no, not always. It was only in this instance. So this was something so, else that happened. Yeah. See, sometimes mine will pull. I use a different wallpaper on my lock screen and then on my home screen. And sometimes it will pull the home screen wallpaper through the slide to unlock. I have the same lock and home. Weird. Usually it's blue, but the, the, when I had this error, it was green. Mike, have See, you tried? Have you tried scanning that bar with a with a as a QR code? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> but, but that's an Maybe interesting. Maybe something idea. will happen. That's when Forstall activates. What, what if you're like taken to 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 like a secret website, like a secret society? And it's like iPhone. Uh, and it's like it's iOS eight I- or something. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> what been, I, one of the things testing. Uh, and why do you why do you have one dot of EE? What is an EE? EE is my uh, my carrier. That <laughs> is a car- EE? expression engine. Yeah, they're they're called everything everywhere. You can't fit. Oh that. wow! So they're EE. <laughs> everything everywhere, but one bar of LTE. Where you <laughs> yeah. Are. In fairness, I'm sitting on the thirty first <laughs> floor of a building. Mm. So you know, well, I know where do, you work just now. doing my business. You know, that's, that's where the headquarters of Five by Five UK is found. That seems excessive, a little inaccurate. They are, so these these guys are really called everything everywhere. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Orange and T-Mobile in the UK merged and became everything everywhere. Well, that's like the same naming strategy of fast web, right? <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that came out of this is my phone has now become sentient and has started tweeting. So if you go to twitter.com slash Mike's iPhone, um, my phone is is now tweeting. And it's doing some actually some pretty hilarious things, like creating crashing GIFs, which is just, it's excellent. It's just excellent. So whoever is doing that, I would like to say thank you for doing this and uh, please continue. So this is not you. This is not me. Not Are you sure? I actually had somebody in my real life workplace uh, approach me today, um, who I am connected with via the social media of Twitter, mm-hmm. um, and they said, "Oh, that's really funny that thing you're doing." I'm like, "It's not me. <laughs> I, d- I don't know who that is." And he was Did like, "You have to explain that you're internet famous." And he was like, uh, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's just a, a, a thing. <laughs> you shouldn't have said bionic." Yeah. Why does the phone tweet random? strings of text like ios well that's there's i imagine there's two things to that one to show there's a bug and it's also the matt alexander style of tweeting ah okay it's what i assume because they also make jokes about bionic through this Mm -hmm. twitter account so i assume that they are a bionic listener okay okay thanks for the explanation no problem no problem can i tell you guys something exciting yes my long National nightmare. Your suffering is over. My, you know, I'm a. <laughs> I come yeah. from a people of suffering as a pilgrim, and I don't think that's correct. But no. Uh, but now Tweetbot 3.2, which was released today, you can reorder accounts in. 
I'm all about that night theme, baby. Really? Yeah. Mm, I, I generally don't like night themes. I, I tend to set um, most of my sort of themes to, to dark themes. It's just how I don't know why I just like it. Mm-hmm. I find so it Steven, easier on my eyes. Do you, do you always reorder accounts like you're all day dragging and dropping those accounts? <laughs> I just wanted it the right way once. It's not like they move on their own, hopefully. <laughs> I bet the Mike's accounts move. Yeah, they're all over the place. <laughs> I have Twitter accounts that, that just appear. Like, all of a sudden, Federico's Twitter account is there. I am. Um, so, I Federico, do you, are you using the night theme? I uh, still haven't decided because I really, really <laughs> like it. And, um, but I really like the white one. And I don't have a problem with my, with my retinas getting all burned by the, by the white color. So, uh, <laughs> you can use uh, the, uh, they have like the automatic time thing, right? Yeah, well, but I don't know, I don't use auto brightness on my phone. So yeah, uh, we'll do it, yeah I say it'll do it by brightness. If you adjust the oh. brightness down on your phone past the mark, it will flip to night theme. Wait a second. Steven, yeah, but, how but, but I not... never changed my brightness. So when, when Federico said he doesn't have auto brightness, how are you not like attacking him? I don't use auto brightness. What? Because yes. iOS iOS doesn't ever get it right. <laughs> See, Mike, I, uh, I, I'm a, I, I'm and I'm and with controls too. with control center in iOS seven. It's so easy to change. I don't. So, Mike, do you have auto brightness on well, your iPhone? I think that I do. I, wow, you're yeah, so wrong, yeah. Mike. You're so wrong. Wow. Yeah, are I, you not ashamed of yourself? Do you know why I have auto brightness? Because I trust the Johnny. <laughs> who did, that ain't his who? code. Who's Johnny? Sir, Johnny. Sir Johnny. Mm-hmm. Huh, okay. Um. Yeah. Nice update. Congratulations, so. Tapbots. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little disappointed the release was not named after me. So, hack it, hack it version three point two. I. I mean, I would love to have Tweetbot on my iPad. I don't want to be that guy, but I really want it. <laughs> It would it's, be nice. It's the one app that I'm like, oh. But it was the same. It was like when, the, when I didn't have it on the iPhone, it was also the app where I was like, oh. oh. So same deal, really. <laughs> you feel like you're being crushed to death by some <laughs> piece of The funny thing is, I mean, it's not funny. It kind of makes sense in a way, I guess. I don't feel that way on my Mac. I'm like it perfectly happy. It still fits happy. on the Mac. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Mavericks looks the same as Mountain Lion for the most part. Less linen. A lot less linen. Um, so yeah, you have one thing you want to talk about before we get into the topics in minute (laughs) twenty-seven. I do. So we'll do this, and then we can take a break. Um, In the show notes, there is a link to a uh, St. Jude fundraising page. So St. Jude is a for anyone who doesn't know a children's uh, research hospital here in Memphis. and uh, I'm sorry, my phone is. I'll turn that over. Um, they specialize in uh, pediatric cancer, uh, of which my son uh, deals with. Um, anyway, so they do a marathon every year here in Memphis, and the link goes to our team page. Um, and you can see uh, people have been raising money, which is amazing. Uh, Thomas Brand, who writes xfreckles.net, flies down every year and runs it. Uh, he's been raising money as well. Um, so the reason it's in the show notes, we're a little short of the goal, and it would be amazing if the prompt listeners, uh, of which I know there are at least four of you, um, 
could maybe uh, maybe pitch in. St. Jude's is a wonderful place, and um, if you follow me on Twitter, you know you know stuff with my son's health is kind of back in play and getting ready to start chemotherapy again, and um, all that's really expensive. Um, like they spent millions of dollars on him, and I have not paid a dime, which is amazing because I don't have millions of dollars. Um, so if you feel so inclined, if that if that uh, reaches you anyway, it would be amazing for you to join our our team. If there the is end. one charity that I know that is deserved of this, it's St. Jude's. Yeah, you've you've been. You went. Did you go on the tour when you were here? I have seen the tour. One of the most uplifting and uh, incredibly sad things I've ever done in my life, which it was an experience that. Um, I would definitely do it again the next time that I come to Memphis. Just because it's awesome. it's an incredible place. Yeah, because you know, I mean, uh, you know, medical treatment is expensive, and even you know, with insurance, it's prohibitively expensive for a lot of people, including us. You know, we're talking about this level of care, and um, you know, uh, just a handful of kids a year are diagnosed with what Josiah has, and it's really amazing. And all of that research is done right here. Uh, in Memphis, thanks to things like the marathon. So I would love if you guys could uh, help us out. Do what you can, guys. Yeah, I'm... this is really this is really amazing. Um, you know, I I can relate somehow, and um, uh, I I hope that people will will send all the money <laughs> that they have because this is really something that should be and must be supported. And and I speak as someone who. who who got some pretty expensive treatments and and I, I didn't have to pay a dime because our Italian system is different. But w- what these guys do at Saint Jude, it's really really awesome and 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 this is the stuff that matters. No, we talk about iPads and we talk about apps and we have our fun, but this is the stuff that matters. So yeah, donate guys. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sort of weird to transition away from that, but it is what it is. But we do need to, so I want to take a quick moment while those two compose themselves, and uh, we will talk about our friends over at Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TALLYHO11. Let me tell you some of the stuff that I love about Squarespace, guys. They're always doing things, they're always doing great work and doing incredible stuff to make sure that their platform always stays up to date, it keeps up with current trends, and they make sure they're having new features, adding new designs, and increasing their support all of the time. The designs that you start with at Squarespace are stunning. They have loads of different templates and and sort of layouts and design styles that you can choose from that fit all different types of website. Maybe you want a blog or portfolio or a store. They have for everything. They have uh, templates that they recommend if you're a restaurant and you want to set up a page for your restaurant, include menus and stuff like that. They have all of these different types of website that you can create there. But the the templates can also be used in different ways like if you like the way that the one of the like templates that is suggested to be a portfolio if you like the way it's laid out well you can use that 
to be the temp the, like the overall template for a blog like and you can just adapt it and drag and drop and move around the type of content that you have on the page but you get the overall feel of that template and they allow you to easily customize fonts and they integrate with typekit and google fonts to, they've got some excellent font choices you can easily change colors and you want to change the sizing and the layout of the site you can do all of that and it's all drag and drop and sliders that are really easy to to manipulate and stuff and talking about design every squarespace site features responsive web design built right in so you're able to go to any device and your website's going to look fantastic on all of them they have 24 7 customer support they have over 70 employees dedicated to support uh, over at squarespace they have their e-commerce platform so if you want to sell um, physical digital digital things you can easily set up a shop you can do end-to-end you can have inventory management uh, uh, card processing so much more they've partnered with loads of great people like stripe and they've just partnered with a new shipping um, sort of assisting company i'm going to find out the name right now because I've mentioned it. So they have recently partnered with ShipStation, if that means anything to you. I guess people that sell stuff, they're going to know what that is. I love Squarespace. I think that you're going to as well. I want you to go and sign up for a free trial just so you can see how awesome it is and how you could use Squarespace for your next web project. So go sign up for a free trial right now. There's no credit card needed to do this. And when you decide to sign up for a plan with Squarespace, make sure that you use the code TallyHo11. That's T-A-L-L-Y-H-O-1-1. That's going to support the prompt it's going to support all the five by five and it's going to get you 10 percent off your first purchase so thanks so much to squarespace they give you everything that you need to create an exceptional website awesome awesome uh so we have a uh, some topics this week as you might expect expect yep and now that we're approximately nine hours into the show yes uh the first one is about text expander touch um frederick do you want to give us a little background on what's going on here yeah so basically apple got in touch with smile with they are the makers of texas Expander touch and 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 text the, the regular texas texas pender on the mac and they asked them to change the way that texas pender can expand snippets in other apps because the 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 workaround that they had found uh, wasn't really cool with the with the app store guidelines so essentially to expand text uh, not just in text expander but in other uh, apps that have that are using the sdk uh, smile uh, used the reminders database to store snippets and to and to make them available across uh, applications because the reminders database is one of the uh, I guess iOS um, data sources that are shared across the system and across apps. So uh, starting with iOS 7, Smile uh, started using reminders, uh, which is the reason why if you're using a, a text expander enabled app, uh, you have to give the app permission to access your reminders because the snippets are actually stored in there. So um, Apple didn't like this, and they told them that if they wanted the, the latest update to the app to, to go live on the App Store, they had to change the, this feature. They had to find another way, because the reminders... I don't know how it got past the initial review when iOS 7 launched, but now it's not cool anymore with Apple. So uh, Smile has to, to change, and they've been looking for a way to uh, share snippets across apps. And the real problem here is that um, 
this has always been an issue with Smile and Texas Pander Touch because um, there there used to be uh, well, first there wasn't a way to to share data across third party apps. So in the very first version of Texas Pander Touch, uh, Smile used uh, the context database to to store snippets and to and to share snippets across applications. Then uh, they they started using uh, something called a named pasteboard, mm-hmm. which is uh, a pasteboard that mm, can have a specific name and uh, and that a developer can could at least share used to to be able to share across uh, multiple apps from third party developers. Then with iOS seven, Apple made a change. Um, they they decided to only enable apps from the same developer. Uh, to have access to a named pasteboard, so of course Smile isn't the developer of all the of all the the Texas Pander <laughs> enable apps. All the software. <laughs> <laughs> they don't make all the software, so the the named pasteboard functionality became useless to store snippets, and so they they figured out that they could use reminders, like they sort of like they 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 use contacts in the very first version of the app. But now Apple isn't cool with this anymore, so they have to find a solution, and they. Uh, Last week, they said that they were like targeting a beta of the app with a, with a solution in place for the SDK by uh, Monday, two days ago. So hopefully they, they found a way, they, they, they had a blog post and, and, a, and a forum entry on, on the Google group. And I think that my understanding is that they went with uh, X callback URL to uh, kind of uh, allow an app to read the snippets for the first time from the main Texas Pander app, store the snippets locally, so no shared location across apps, which isn't really <laughs> a sweet solution because it means that snippets that you change in Texas Pander will need you to uh, re-authenticate in a way with mm. your third-party app and Texas Pander to update the snippets. So it's really, they will find a solution in the in the short term, but I think that they really need... Uh, a web service to to keep these snippets, which are actually are actually just bits of text. Uh, you know, you have the abbreviation and you have the full text. So it it isn't like they're syncing gigabytes of photos. Um, they need to find a way to to enable a web service that keeps these snippets uh, and sends them and syncs them uh, across yeah. multiple apps. Maybe like I pay ten fifteen dollars a year if I want it, and then. Apps can sync to it. That seems yeah, like a logical way to deal with it, right? And they still have the SDK that they give out, so people can implement it, and they don't need to do a lot of work on their end. But then it just connects to a server periodically, maybe once a day or whenever the app has uh, an internet connection to check to see if there has a uh, been any change in the right. in the but snippet directory. But that's a big undertaking for Smile. I mean, you're talking yeah, about I mean, the whole thing. Yeah, for, for them to have done it within the period of time in which they found out uh, that this happened to now, I mean, of course, that's basically impossible. But, I mean, that could potentially be a more long-term solution, maybe? Yeah, and, I mean, I've seen a lot of chatter about people, you know, upset at Apple about this. And I, I don't really think that's all that warranted. I mean... Yes, it was approved, and there's definitely questions there about how it was approved. Maybe they didn't notice, or there's no telling. Like, stranger things have happened in the App Store approval process. But, like, the kind of 
cold hard truth is that Smile found a workaround and, and exploited it. And not for, I mean, exploit, you know, people, this is not a malicious thing, you know. I mean, I love to expand her. Um, but if it's going to survive in the long term, they've got to find a solution that uh, is good for them, works within Apple's parameters, and is good for third-party developers. I mean, if they have changed out the SDK every, you know, major release because the way they work, it changes, developers are going to maybe get tired of that. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I, d- I definitely don't envy their position, um, but it... You know, it's kind of unfortunate. I wonder if there's a if there's a bigger uh, theme to consider, and which is why did Apple remove the ability for third-party apps to to share data in a in a in a in a pasteboard with iOS seven? Because my theory, and I don't have any insights, source, or knowledge, or whatever. My it's just a theory is that they are working on 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 something big for uh, you know inter-app communication on iOS mm. for the future, but they are not, they, they weren't ready with iOS 7, so they, so they said, you know, we're gonna ship the new, the new design, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna cut down on the ability to, for apps to share data, because they're doing maybe weird stuff, uh, we wanna do this better, so in the meantime, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna let developers of the, of the same apps share data in the background, but for the future, you're gonna have to wait. But, but the truth is, Apple doesn't really work that way. I mean, maybe there's pockets of examples of them pulling something back so they can do it better, but I don't think Apple, at least in the App Store world, has that sort of long-term vision. I think it's, hey, you're using reminders in a way that's not cool. Stop it. Um, as far as the, the name Pasteboards, on uh, this week's talk show, um, John Gruber uh, commented that you know, he had seen or had read or been told that, you know, uh, ad networks were using named pasteboards to, like, pass view information between applications, which oh. is not really a legitimate use. And so, you know, sometimes Apple moves in one direction and you can't really say anything about other things about that move. So, like, yes, Apple may have killed named pasteboards and trying to stop ad networks from doing sketchy things. And it didn't even enter Apple's mind of, oh, it's going to goof up people who were using it for legitimate things. You know, they see it as a security issue, so they address it as that. And they don't really, I don't think, weigh those other things too much. And I definitely don't think they scale something back because they're working on something new. iOS 8 or 7, I'm going to keep calling it 7.5 because that was a fun macOS release. Um, Whatever the next version of iOS is still way out. They're not going to kill something nine months out from announcing something at WWC next year. I'm I, there's a part of me maybe I'm being uh, skeptical, but um, I'm just I'm feeling less and less confident Apple are going to seriously do something about interrupt sharing. I, I just feel like that they're perfectly happy with the way <laughs> that things are, and they will implement iCloud maybe to a further degree to allow you to maybe save files that can be read um, by another application. But I think an inter-app sharing module, which is similar to the excellent way that it is done in Android, I, I, I'm just starting to feel less and less likely that we're going to see something like that. 
Well, but but they must be they must be seeing the value of some better interrupt communication because they are doing it with with the with the audio apps with GarageBand. They 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 ship a feature called interrupt audio with iOS seven, and before they supported the audio bus. Uh, SDK in GarageBand, which was kind of crazy that they were supporting a third-party SDK in in in, uh, in GarageBand. So they must be seeing the value of being able to to chain and to uh, to work with multiple apps together. That always uh, felt like the developer of GarageBand made that decision, as opposed like a single developer within Apple. Well, the developers of GarageBand, why couldn't they? <laughs> they, they didn't even announce it. Apple didn't even no. announce it. It just it know. just shipped. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to, to see that maybe you want to do something more with an iPad. I'm, because these guys are, are kind of promoting the iPad as the future, as the, uh, you know, the, the computer for everyone. But you reach, eventually you reach a point where you're pretty comfortable with, with your, new, your new computer and you're like, okay, I, I want to do something more. I want to I wanna write my college paper with an iPad and, and I can't and well I can but it's actually pretty cumbersome and and it drives me a little nuts because it, it, I, I had to do all these crazy moves to 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 jump between apps so the, the, I don't think that there I mean it would be really short-sighted to to not seeing the value of wanting more and I'm not saying that that it should be like a PC but there, there must be someone at Apple who, who thinks oh god I really I really would like to maybe just see a, a web page while I'm writing. I don't know, because it feels like maybe we, we are only the, the only crazy per people on, on the planet who, who see the value of being able to do a little more. But Apple keeps saying, nope, nope, you can't have it. Nope, not this year, not next year. Nope, no, no. And I'm like, oh God, why? <laughs> Is there a potential though that it's Federico Vitici that finds it cumbersome, but Regular people don't. No, I, I disagree completely. I'm, not, I'm not saying I have an opinion. I'm, I'm just asking a question. No, 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 no. because that's an argument that I get often. So uh, uh, I disagree because maybe I, I may be the one who goes a little uh, overboard with the, <laughs> with the automation and that kind of stuff. Sure. But I do know of, air quotes, normal people, uh, my friends who, students, uh People who work in in a, in a shared office with a team, uh, these these people use a word processor, and and every time they're like, "Can I can I please have a way to look at a web page on my iPad and write in the meantime, or can I can I reference a mail message while I'm writing?" Because this is stuff that normal people know how to do. Because we have this idea that normal people are like stupid. <laughs> they're like they're like prehistoric men typing with two fingers being like duh duh okay this is an ipad duh, and they type one letter at a time no they are normal people the, the, the name says it all they are normal people they just they are less geeky than us but it doesn't mean that they're stupid they they know that there's a a, a convenience and a value and an importance in being able to do a little more than seeing a big app on the screen at a time <laughs> yeah you know, but it could be argued that apple believes in the big app on the one screen uh, at the time is uh, they're uh, bringing uh, that to the mac platform okay yeah and i think that's wrong because uh, i don't think that you can force people to not want to do at least two things at the same time i'm yeah. just playing so, devil's advocate but, you so, know because uh, i mean uh, i mean uh, we were given two hands and we were given two eyes 
and and we were <laughs> luckily we were given the ability to to do at least two things at the same time and <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and 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 uh, and I mean the Mac as Windows. Okay, maybe the Mac that that's the past. Maybe we gotta we gotta think about the future. Okay, so uh, we're gonna have a future where you can only do one thing at a time in every aspect of your life. You can do one thing at a time. You can't cook and talk on the phone at the same time. You have to look at at the at the, at the stove. You have to. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. I th- and 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 the the positive teacher wants to wants to think that I don't know why I'm I'm referring to myself in, in the third person. Person. I th- I'm just getting you know all fired up about this topic. But I want to think that I want to I want to think that that they just didn't have the time because they the maybe Forsall wasn't uh, in favor of this sort of thing. So Forsall fired. Okay, we gotta think about a redesign. We gotta think about a redesign. We don't have the time for this, so we gotta we gotta delay to next year or maybe two years from now. So that's what I want to think. Uh, but I You're don't. You're your I, eggs in the four stall basket, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever he is, uh, he has my eggs. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I disagree, uh, Mike. To sum up, I disagree with the idea that that Apple doesn't. Uh, think that people should do a little more. I'm not saying that they should give us automatic Apple script on the iPad. I mean, I would love that, but I'm not saying that. I'm saying that some basic increased multitasking functionality should be done. I know the perfect platform for you. Android. (laughs) Windows. Windows Windows (laughs) 8. You can so, snap two apps side by side, Federico. Yeah, You'd be uh, so yeah. happy. You know, Just, the only, the only, the only snap that I do is is the Snapchat. You would be so oh, happy with oh, that feature. You, in, in all seriousness, if you could take editorial, put it on one the half Xbox. of the screen, and you could take uh, Safari and put it on the other side of the screen, I, I feel like you would be a happy man with that. You know? Do you yeah. agree? No, I think that if Ola decided to submit editorial to the Windows Store, I don't think that they would have enough staff to review it. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not telling you that you should switch to Windows. I'm saying if that functionality was in iOS, I feel like you would like okay. it. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not a designer, <laughs> uh, and I'm not an engineer. I, I have no idea. I guess. Uh, I guess that's the. There's a, a a convenience in you know like being able to have a, a smaller uh, like widget uh, on the screen, and l- like that pops up from the side and you like poof and you drag and drop things and yeah I, I could see the I could see the point yeah. So I think it's really critical to remember that the iPad is still a very young platform and just now, you know what is it three years into this we've gotten iOS 7 style multitasking where apps can do a lot more than they could before. It's still limited compared to what you see on the desktop, but they can do more. And so I think it would be silly to to sit here and say, you know, Apple has done as much multitasking stuff as they're going to do. This is the way it's going to be. Um, But I think there's some real... Technology aside, I think there's some real usability issues with the way, you know, Mike, you brought up Windows 8. Snapping apps around is, like, cool, but also not super useful, uh, especially on a touch device, because then you have a keyboard, and where is the keyboard focused? And um, so I think 
I don't think Apple has held off on this to spite you, Federico. But like we've I'm talked not about, saying that. <laughs> well, yeah. are you sure? Um, <laughs> but I think it's that. I mean, look at cut, copy, and paste on iOS. They said, "Look, we can't do this in a way that we think makes sense, so we're not going to have it on day one." And it was a while before we had copy and paste. What was it? iOS three. That yeah. copy and paste showed up. We had apps before we had copy and paste. Um, I think I'm going to fact check that as soon as I stop talking. Um, but what I'm getting at is, you know, Apple wants the experience to be good. I have no doubt that Apple wants the iPad to be seen as more powerful by people like us. But I think they have to do it in such a way that it's still approachable. And the beauty of the iPad, the most genius thing they did with it, uh, and something that turned me off at first was they put the iPhone OS on it. They didn't put OS X on it for a reason. They needed to be approachable. Um and tablets had not been that in the past. You know, desktop OSs crammed down onto a tablet don't work. Just look at t- the last 10 or 12 years of Windows tablets. Even today, they suffer because the desktop the desktop working environment doesn't work on a touch device. And so I think they've got to do it very carefully, and I think that's why they're taking their time. Yeah, I, and I agree with that. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I don't think that they should... Uh focus on the on the super crazy features and the and the super crazy automation scripts and whatever uh, forget about that forget about the nerds uh, i'm i'm looking at something like the simple act of, of sending a mail message from from an app on ios there, there's a mail panel that comes up and you can send a message without having to jump between three apps just to send a message and that's a great implementation because the data is stored in the mail app but you can be like, I don't know, in Facebook or maybe in Evernote and you can send a message without having to jump to mail. Right. And that's a feature that everybody knows about that, that people can use. Because, and, but that's really, so, and that's some crazy, uh, uh, maybe not crazy, but fa- powerful technology behind the scenes doing that panel that comes up and, and fetches your account data from the mail app. So I'm not talking about, uh, oh, I, I, I think that Apple uh, must be build workflows for iOS, otherwise they're doomed. No, uh, I'm talking about basic uh, shortcuts for normal people, like sending a mail message or sending an iMessage. Uh, yeah. So w- would it really hurt to, to, to be able to, to view a web page from a, from a mail message without having to jump to Safari? Uh, I'm talking about this kind of stuff, and I'm really, uh, I'm hopeful that maybe, uh, you know, things like mail using, uh, what's the name, XPC, you know, like the, uh, I'm going to send you a link for the show notes, Mike, Um, or maybe, have you guys, have you guys seen on iOS 7 when you're listening to iTunes radio and you open control center, there's a widget, uh, and there's a widget to, to like a song without having to jump to the music app. I've really thought about that as a as a as a really basic and simple <laughs> interrupt communication system because you're actually telling the music app anywhere from iOS to perform a really specific action, which is to like a song or maybe even add it to a wish list from Control Center. I mean, and th- this is really basic stuff, but and it's a really simple shortcut, but it's really handy because any uh, no matter what you're doing, you can like a song that you're listening to iTunes Radio. 
So I want to think that that Apple is thinking about this kind of, of functionality, which by the way is really hard, and 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 I, and I totally understand why they're taking their time. But 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 I disagree, Mike. When uh, and I disagree politely. It's not like I'm upset and mad at you. I love you, Mike. But yeah. th- my point is that <laughs> my point is that I disagree with the idea because this is not an idea that that only you uh, has proposed to me. This is a, an idea that's really shared across people. Uh, I disagree with the idea that they don't think this is useful. This is useful, and this is done in, in, in small ways, in some way, and occasionally by Apple. But they seem to be um, unsure as to whether commit to this uh, kind of idea of being able to do stuff in apps without having to jump 10 times between apps or not. So um, to sum up, I'm sorry, guys. I got I got really <laughs> carried away. Uh, to sum up, um, I have hope. So that's what matters. I have no absolutely no doubt that the topic we're going to talk about on the other side of the break is something else that Federico is going to get very uh, very upset about. <laughs> uh, it's good to you have know, you is, back. This so. is my this is my comeback show. So you gotta yeah. you gotta you gotta give me a little gift. Come You've on. You've had a lot of pent up emotion over the last three weeks. I have two. <laughs> I have two weeks of repressed emotions to 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 give you guys. And and <laughs> mm. Mike. This episode is also <laughs> You know, I, I sorry I'm sorry Mike. Let, let me just add to that. Uh, I don't really have uh nerds here to t- to talk to right. about this stuff. You know, like like I'm in my room and I'm thinking about this stuff, and I and I either write on the site or send you a message, or talk to you. But I couldn't talk to you, so that's the that's my excuse. That's yeah. why we're here. Okay. So I want to take a quick moment to thank our second sponsor for this week's show, and that is the fine folks over at the Omni Group. This episode is brought to you by OmniFocus Two for iPhone, which is made by. The Omni Group. OmniFocus for iPhone brings task management to your fingertips. You can keep track of tasks by project, place, person, or date. And with OmniFocus for iPhone, you'll always have your important information at hand, whether it's a shopping list, agenda items to discuss at work, things to do at home, basically whatever you need. Omni Group have refreshed the entire user interface for iOS 7, but they've also gone deeper and reorganized some of the navigation to make it easier and more natural for you to quickly get ideas from your head to the app. And you can update them as you make progress towards your goals. You can use OmniFocus for iPhone on its own or sync through to cloud with your other devices running OmniFocus as it's also available on the iPad and the Mac. Syncs can even happen when you're not actively using OmniFocus so that your information is ready when you are. Personally, I love the new look and feel um, of OmniFocus 2. I've said before that it really clicks with me and it it just makes the application sit and work in such a way that makes perfect sense to me to the point where it's become a really important part of my my daily use. I I use OmniFocus 2 for my iPhone all day, every day, um, adding tasks and, and sort of making my projects run smoother. The forecast view is amazing. It gives me an idea of how busy my coming week is just at a glance. So I can see, oh, I have three things tomorrow. Oh, I have a bu- I have an empty day on Thursday. That's good to know. I can move some tasks there, for example. Um, I love the background sync, as I mentioned earlier. Um, any tasks that I add or changes that I make on my iPad or my Mac, they're automatically synced in the background to my iPhone, which is my main device. So I love to have everything there. I have my obviously my alerts go off there, my reminders for my tasks and stuff. So I love having that all done. 
automatically for me in the background. I want you to go and check out OmniFocus 2 for iPhone for yourself. So there's a couple of ways you should do this. Go to their uh, website, which is omnigroup.com slash omnifocus. Obviously, you'll find a link to that in the show notes. And you can watch the video that they've put together there. And you can take a look at all the images and the screenshots. Or you can go to an Apple store near you and you can try OmniFocus on an iPhone. They have it preloaded on the iPhones there. So you can go and do that too. So that's omnigroup.com slash omnifocus. Thank you so much to uh, Omnigroup and Omnifocus. Focus 2 for sponsoring this week's episode of The Prompt. So, Federico. Yes. That's um, my name. Yeah. Hi. Hi. So, there's a. Apparently, we're not the only tech podcast. There's one that was accidentally created. Accidental. Oh, yeah. And uh, this past week, uh, Marco Armit made some comments about the iPad and then followed them up on the um on his site and you wanted to address some of those comments i think based on your 19 pages of notes you've put in this document (laughs) so what's so what's up so um so this is something that i like the the previous topic that that i've been meaning to to talk about for a while now for maybe maybe a little over a year and and um and Marco's post was really just uh just the the you know the, the signal that it was the right moment to to do it. Um, first, uh, I don't have really a problem with what Marco said because basically the point is, uh, and I quote: "If your work can't be done on an iPad without jumping through hoops and bending over backwards, it's probably the wrong tool for the job." Uh, and this is really a quote that is being taken out of context, but uh, you should really read Marco's post. And um, Marco's post uh, isn't <laughs> is not the worst thing that I've read on this topic. And uh, basically, there is an idea among some people, and, and um, that uh, if 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 you try to force the iPad to be a more like a Mac because you need some of the features of a Mac on an iPad. You're doing it wrong, and um, and 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 in his post and and on the podcast uh, last week, uh, Marco made this point. But I think that 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 is uh, uh, his conclusion is 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 kind of mm, moderate in in the, in the way that it, it's not like too uh, crazy dismissive of of of, of what I'm trying to get to. Uh, I guess my real problem is not with with what Marco wrote, which, by the way, is 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 well written and and at least it's well argumented. Uh, what I'm what I'm what I'm referring to is uh, there are some people that are, that have been you know writing about the way that I use my iPad and you know trying to to replicate some of the uh, automation stuff that I have on on my Mac. Uh, my real problem is with those kinds of people that 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 take a stand and say, "Okay, the iPad was not made for this. You are wrong." So, um, of course, I completely disagree with that. But so let, 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 let's let's break it down by, by points. Uh, so again, uh, Marcos post was really just the, the and uh, I took the initiative to go from there. This is not stuff that he said in his post, but I wanted to 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 start from there. So when when people say uh, the iPad was not made for this, uh, what does that even mean? 
uh, okay, the iPad started as a, as a, as a rather simple platform when, co when compared to the Mac. Uh, you, had, uh, you had pages, you had numbers, you had some apps made by Apple, you had an app store, and um, there, there were a couple of thousand apps on the app store in 2010. Uh, most of those apps weren't as powerful as their Mac versions. But over time, things changed. And so you started getting uh, OmniFocus for the iPad. You started getting uh, Reader for the iPad. You started getting uh, all these crazy text editors and eventually Pythonista and Editorial, which are two great examples of the, the kind of productivity and, and power user stuff that you can do on an iPad. But not just, not just this kind of, of crazy niche and, and, and very peculiar apps. Uh, let's talk about more uh, general uh, like more average apps. Uh, you have things like the, the new Evernote. Uh, you have things like the new, I don't know, maybe the new Safari even is, is a nice example. I think that these are apps that prove that the iPad is not a, a stupid device. It is intended and, and both, both Apple and, and developers are, are, are creating apps for the iPad, thinking about people who do and want to do not just some Angry Birds, not just some Facebooking, not just some Twittering. Uh, I don't know. Uh, dear God, did I just say Twittering? You did. Uh, you did. Yeah, we, we can let you I, off. I, I feel really bad. Uh, they're not thinking about the teenager who doesn't have any sort of computing need. They're thinking about people who want to buy an iPad and do stuff. So I take... I, I have a problem with people who, who, who believe that they know what, what a computer is meant for. Because I could, I could go to, to, to somebody and say, hey, you know, uh, you're using your computer to, to run lab experiments? Oh, you're crazy. Your computer shouldn't do that. You're using it wrong. I have an issue when people say that what I'm, a tool that I'm using is wrong for the job. And um, because... Uh, but but even in, in that sense, um, I feel uncomfortable every time I try to tell people that what they're doing is wrong because uh, I uh, I think that there there's there's always a need for context, and uh, so I want to reconnect the main topic. Uh, so eventually, I will get to my main point. On the other on the other end, you have Dr. Drank. Who wrote about the iPad and about the Mac? And and, he, and he, as an example, he, uh, he he talked about his family and his wife, and 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 the reason why I, I won't I won't say here. So go read this post because it's it's really well put. Uh, and the reason why he needs a Mac, but his wife needed an iPad. So that's context, okay? But what if Doctor Drang's wife wants to do something on the iPad that 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 maybe isn't possible out of the gate. Maybe you need to install two apps because, you, because Apple isn't providing the functionality right on the system. Uh, so she could install two apps and get the job done. But is the iPad the wrong tool for that? No, because she needed an iPad. The, the context in this situation is that she needed an iPad. So I wouldn't go to Dr. Drank's family and say, hey, you guys are using the iPad wrong, by the way. You're all wrong there. No, I'm I'm not doing that because because it doesn't it doesn't make sense and because it, it it would lack context. So my problem with people that say 
the iPad isn't meant for nerds, the iPad isn't meant for automation, the iPad must be used for consumption. God, why are they using that <laughs> word? When people are saying, oh, the iPad mini is for reading, but the iPad Air is for writing. Okay, the, where is the context? I feel that in many, in many of these reviews and posts and, and, and podcasts that you, that, you, that you have these days, there's always a lack of, of context just for the sake of the headline, just for the sake of the punchline at the end, just for the sake of wanting to make uh, like an aggressive point in a way, like a point that can be summed up in a tweet or, or maybe in a sentence. And uh, I think that there should be people, more people who, like Dr. Drang, for instance, who, who, who say, I need this, but there is another context, there is another scenario, and my wife needed this, for example. And maybe there, there is another completely different story of other people who need not an iPad, not a Mac, but an iPhone. They need an iPhone to, I don't know, God, maybe to do some complex math operations. Nobody's saying that that's wrong, because, and this is the second main point, there is the App Store. And the App Store has been really re liberating in the way that it's allowed people to 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 choose the apps they want to install and, and to allow developers to you know what this i'm making an app for a phone and i'm making an app to launch uh, i don't know uh, uh, rockets into space on a phone yeah that's possible you can do that nobody's saying that that's wrong maybe it's, it's not idea because if you're launching a rocket maybe you want some you know more precise equipment but hey i'm not judging <laughs> if, if you can if you can use it if you can use xcode and and apple's apis to do that, good luck. By the way, if you can do that, nobody's saying that it is wrong. So if 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 there is an app store, and if Apple has made the APIs to make something like Editorial, to make something like Pythonista, to make something like Drafts or Lunchtime Pro, or uh, the new Evernote, or uh, I don't know, Fantastical, to make this stuff possible, we shouldn't be saying that that that's wrong. So that's my main point, and uh, and uh, and then. I have the, the personal angle. So um, Marco, by the way, didn't in any way uh, call me out or I don't really have a problem. Uh, but there have been other people and, and, uh, and I won't say the names because I don't remember them and because that wouldn't be cool anyway. Um, there have been other people who like told me that... Uh, the things that are that I've done, and and by things I mean <laughs> reviews and tutorials. <laughs> it's not like I uh, I killed somebody. Uh, uh, what I've done is just uh, to 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 prove a point, to make a point, and to be the cool guy who gets the crazy stuff done on the iPad because it's uh, it's good for the traffic, uh, it's good for the page views. Um, first, uh, I'm not a, a billionaire. I'm not even a millionaire. Uh, geez, I didn't have the internet for two weeks. Uh, it's not like I'm swimming in cash right now. Uh, so <laughs> you should be that. there. Uh, so um, what I've done, and this is what I go back to to the to the other point that I was making, is that in my context, uh, I had to, I was forced to 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 need an iPad, and I, and I was forced to to need an iPad for. Uh, tasks that maybe uh, Marco would say that I was using the wrong tool for the job because I, I needed to put two screenshots together in, in uh, without having to jump between 10 apps so I 
I created a Python script. Is that wrong? I don't know. Uh, there was an app on the App Store and I downloaded it and, uh, and, uh, and, and it works pretty well. And I think that wrong is the, <laughs> and this is kind of nice. I think that wrong is the wrong word. Wrong is wrong. To describe this, uh, I think that um, uh, the, maybe we could argue about the fact that what I'm doing and what other people are doing, by the way, it's not just me uh, uh, crying lone wolf on the App Store. Uh, what other people are doing is maybe overly complicated and overly complex. But you know what? When you want to save a few seconds every day, this stuff happens on the Mac too, because it's not like on the Mac you don't have the scripts and you don't have the macros, you don't have the, the keyboard shortcuts. This is the same stuff that, that, that happens on the Mac and that's been happening on the Mac for years. So I think that maybe the real point is that many people aren't really comfortable with the idea of an iPad being used for this sort of stuff because, uh, and maybe you guys can help me here, when was that Steve Jobs said that the, the iPad uh, is, the new, is the new car as opposed to, to the PC, which is the truck? Yeah, it's I mean, like a two I mean, years ago. Yeah, I mean that quote's old, and I, I kind of cringe every time I hear it. Yeah, but but, but come up because I, it's... I don't. I don't want to quote that. I don't want to quote that. I, I want to uh, quote the part where he said that uh, years from from that moment, from that day, uh, when the, when people would eventually start wanting to use the iPad uh, as a as a more of a computer for for productivity stuff, some people would be uneasy in the transition. And I think that's exactly what's happening here. I think that some people are seeing what 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 other people are trying to do on the iPad, and they're like, "What? Why are you doing that? You're using the wrong tool. Uh, why are you doing that? You're not supposed to use the iPad in that way because the iPad wasn't made for that." And uh, and so let me ask you this: uh, What if maybe twenty years ago, thirty years ago, uh, somebody? came to you and said, oh, you're doing what on a Macintosh? You, you, you're not supposed to do that on a Macintosh. You, sh- you should do that on a, on a, on a Windows PC. So uh, that's my final question. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously complicated. And I think that your um, argument of, look, the App Store is here. Apple builds all these great tools for developers to build really powerful things is is the key here and the ipad like the iphone and like the mac before it um those things got better with time as developers could wring more power out of them and so so to say you know that oh you know you you know federico you are trying too hard you know you are spinning in circles trying to prove a point that you're working on your ipad like uh, what does it really matter? Like if you can wake yeah. up and you can, you know, do your job and you can do it on a tablet and that's the environment you like to do it in. And you can, because all these developers have built great things. Like who cares? Like, yeah, you're getting your job done and your site is way more successful than most people who do it. You know, uh, you're one of the top guys. And, 
it it doesn't really matter. And and that's the thing that really kills me is that like, why would anyone have a personal stake in this game? And I'm not saying that Marco does. I'm not saying that, you know, that you do necessarily either. It's just, it's just a thing and it's just a tool. And, um, uh, past that, yes, the iPad will become more powerful with time. As the hardware gets better, as the software gets better, it will be able to do more things and it will slowly erode more and more of the ground that the Macintosh has stood firmly on for, you know, coming up on 30 years. But it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. And I think I mean, people we, get excited and light themselves on fire and it seems, uh, it seems ridiculous. I think we should be, we should be talking about, we should be talking about the future. We should be talking about how to make the iPad and iOS in general better. We shouldn't be talking about what other people use and, and why they may be wrong and, and why they may be ranking the wrong assumptions. And uh, we should be talking about how to, to make stuff happen. How to how to create stuff? What's the what's the what's the best app to do this? What's a, what's well, what's the best way to improve iOS for for I don't know for multitasking or for Safari? We should be talking about improvements. We shouldn't be stuck here trying to trying to to come up with excuses uh, and trying to and trying to provide context because that that stuff should be obvious. Maybe I'm using an iPad. Maybe you're using a Mac. I know that I, that I cannot that I cannot create an app on, on an iPad because I have no Xcode. Uh, and I know that, that I don't have a text editor as powerful as editorial on the Mac, as, e- and as easy to yeah. use. So w- what's really the point? What's really the point of, of trying to, to tell people you are wrong and I am right? That there's no point in doing that. So uh, to end on a positive note, um, I think that eventually this stuff will will get boring quickly, you know, trying to understand what is the best device for this. Of course, there will always be an ideal workflow for the Mac. There will always be uh, uh, something that is better on the iPad. But I'm really excited to see how developers and how people, especially, start to use this device in in new ways, you know? Uh, All these new, I mean... It's every week there's a new there's a new iOS app that makes you think, wow, th- this can be done on on an iOS device these yeah. days, and uh, and that's what's exciting, really. Uh, uh, so, I'm I'm really, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see what what's gonna happen next year. You know, iOS yeah. seven a year old, uh, the App Store has passed the f- the five year anniversary, so. The future, man. Yeah, that, that's yeah. The, that's the business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fu- yeah. Go on, Stephen. No, I say it, it reminds me very much of what <laughs> I almost said. It reminds me of what people said when the Mac came out, but I wasn't born yet. So, what I've read about <laughs> what was said when the Mac came out was, you know, people look at it. People look at personal computers and say, personal computers are small. They're underpowered. They do, you know, the Mac only did to jump back five hours. And we're talking about one app at a time. The original <laughs> Mac OS did that. It didn't have any sort of multitasking um, to speak of. It was, I'm in Mac Paint, and now I'm going to leave Mac Paint and go into something <laughs> else. Um, I think that's where we are with these devices, is the birth of the personal computer. It's We look at them, they're small, they're under power, they only do one thing at a time. But look what, look what ground the Macintosh has made since 1984. 
And if you look at the iPad specifically, you can see how just how much ground it's made in three years and that it is on a much faster track to get where the Macintosh is today. And so I think, you know, when people looked at the mouse and they said, well, a mouse is a toy. It's not a real input device. You just need a keyboard and a command line. Just go from there. Um, and you look at touch devices now, and like, yes, they're not as precise as some other things. Yes, you might look at uh, uh, an iPhone as a as a toy or as just a, a way to treat yourself. But I think, look, it once we make it 30 years down the road and look back at this time now, I think the parallels between the iPad and the original Macintosh and what they've done to the industry as a whole are going to be eerily similar. That that is really a really good point, Stephen, because um, it reminds me of the fact that maybe too often these days uh, we tend to forget just how how crazy the the the, the devices and and the, and the, and the stuff that we have today is. I mean, the iPhone just came out six years ago. It's not a long period of time. I remember what I was doing six years ago, <laughs> and, and and you went from an iPhone that that was a, a great device. I mean, it changed the, <laughs> in a way, it kind of changed the world. You know, it kind of changed the way that people use computers. You you went from the first iPhone to an iPhone that can read your fingerprint and that can track your movements and understand whether you're sitting or running or walking, whether you're driving. I mean, that that's just mind-blowing <laughs> and and uh, and i think that so many people are so cynical and so caught up in 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 their business of of trying to to find the most uh, criticizing uh, uh, aspect of of something that they lose the excitement and uh, i mean it's crazy that that a phone can read your fingerprint think about it that's some crazy cia crazy stuff <laughs> and, and and maybe it's just I'm an optimistic guy by nature, and I, and I and I get easily excited by technology. But I think that thirty years from now, like you said, Stephen, we'll look back at today and, and we'll say, "Wow, Apple back then was a really healthy company, and and they did some really crazy things." And um, so, yeah, I agree. And um, and you know what? I don't care about the people who, who tell me that I'm that I'm crazy. I like my craziness. So I don't think I'm crazy, by the way. I don't think you're crazy. But but if but if I were, I'd be cool with it. So I've been sitting here and I've been thinking like about the three of us and the work that we do. Um, I mean, Federico, you know, I think that you're like ninety five percent iPad only, right? You you have a couple of things that you can't do right now. Am I right in thinking that? Yeah, like talking to you right now. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the podcast. <laughs> but, I mean, well, you know, you say that, but our friends Fraser and, and Bradley, they've worked out ways to make this stuff happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll link to, to their respective posts about these things in the show notes. Um, and I, I'm thinking, you know, obviously, Stephen, you are a, a power user, as it were. Um, but, like, correct me if I'm wrong, the majority of things that you do require a web browser and a text editor but would i would it be wrong for me to say that no i mean no i think that's you know it's pretty accurate and i can do i can do a lot on the ipad um you know for me really i could probably do the major you know the majority of what i do on the ipad but the speed i'm so much faster on the macbook um and so you know 
if someone took my MacBook Air away, I could do most of what I do. So I was thinking about me, right? Because out of the three of us, I'm definitely the the least power user, right? With the things that I know and the way that I work, I'm probably the least likely candidate to require a Mac, sort of long longer term. However, I think that I would probably still require a Mac long after you two because of I.O. So I require very specific input and output for the work that I do. Now, Fraser and Bradley have found a way to to make their podcast work for them, which is fantastic. And their show is excellent, Out of School, which you should listen to. But I, for me to do that, I feel like I would have to downgrade my microphone. I would have to downgrade my microphone because I, I need a specific level of power and I.O. to get this mic to work. Mm-hmm. And that's never going to come to the iPad. iPads are not going to get bigger to incorporate... Uh, never say never. Well, I'm, I, I mean, like, I, I, can, I can't imagine an iPad in having ports that run all the way down the side of it. Because that doesn't seem to... That doesn't make any sense. Uh, you need a surface. If, yeah. <laughs> Mike, I, I think that you like the idea of calling yourself an average user. Because it gives you, like, it gives you this innocent uh, presence, right? <laughs> uh-uh. Oh, these two are the geeks. I'm the... I'm the, I'm I'm not, the not, I know I'm not <laughs> average, right? Because I, I do... I <laughs> sit glad. at home and record podcasts for multiple hours a week. I mean, aside from that thing... Like, I, I don't, you know, I don't use my Mac in the same sort of way. Like, I don't have keyboard maestro. I don't understand Apple Script. I don't yeah, Mike, understand the you command use, line. You use logic, Mike. That's, that's some really powerful yeah, stuff that you I do there. I barely so. use logic. But yes, yes, oh, I, pre- I don't get me wrong. I, I, I definitely appreciate what you're saying. But it's just funny for me to sit here and think that there are spe- my specific needs would maybe have me on the Mac for longer than, than, than you two. I find that quite interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not super dissimilar. I mean, the, the personal computer didn't, it marginalized mainframes and servers and stuff, but they're still very much a part of our world. In fact, you could argue they're more part of the world now than they, than they were then. And so I don't think, you know, I don't think anyone's saying the Mac is going to go away. Um, and I think that, you know, it will, as long as it is around, it will still be my first choice for a lot of things. But, um, you know, I, th- I think there there are certain applications and, you know, professional grade audio is definitely one of them in which uh, a desktop computer really can't be beat yet. Yeah. So like where at the moment I'm using my Retina MacBook as my computer when I'm home, that's the computer I use and I use my Mac mini for recording. Well, the Mac mini may always stay there or it's equivalent. But I don't use the the MacBook anymore. I use an an iPad instead. Yeah, you know. So that that machine, which has its only use, which is to record this show and the other shows, will stay, and I will still have that dedicated machine. But my own personal use, outside of that power user feature, would be on a on an iPad. It's interesting. It's it's very interesting to me. We, I I didn't necessarily when I when I got into technology I I didn't ever expect um, that I would go through uh, something like the invention of the personal computer and and what happened and, and that sort of arc but we are we are going through that right now you know a, yeah. a very similar um, time 
in, mm-hmm. in that we have we have a, a class of devices which has revolutionized and in in a way that has not been seen since the invention of the personal computer because where they have gotten better and better and better and they've become much more powerful and the things you can do with them this this class of device is totally different in in, in what it allows us to achieve yeah. in the way that we think about it and, and and I find that very very interesting we we should ask Dr. Drang, if, if back in the 70s, when the first computers started coming out, if, if programmers, when, when they saw you trying to program on, on a computer, they, they, were, they would come, come to you and say, oh, you should use punch cards. You're not supposed to, to be a programmer on a computer. We, we, we should ask for some historical context. We should. So, uh, Mike, maybe, maybe you could... I mean, you're basically buddies now, so... Well, family. Family, of course, too. We'll familia, ask. as we would say La here. Familia. Yeah. I think we're done, gentlemen. Yeah. Federico. We're done, for, we're done today. Are you sure? Are you sure that <laughs> your rant will have not set off a chain reaction which sets an ISP on fire somewhere? <laughs> we're done today, <laughs> but this is a topic that we will revisit. Oh, I have time. no doubt that there'll be some <laughs> follow-up next week. This is like some sort of threat. <laughs> <laughs> Federico, yes, t- fe- today, today is cool. Thank you for being here today. I'm so happy that oh. you're back. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so happy to be with you guys today. If you I want-, want this to never end. It, it will never end, whether okay. people like that or not. Um, if you want to catch up with Federico on the internet, um, he writes online at maxstories.net and he's on Twitter. He's at Fetici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. Stephen Hackett writes online too. He is at 512pixels.net and uh, he is on Twitter too. He is ISMH and I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E and if you would like to see a picture of my face, go to MikeHurley.net. That's all I have there really. It's just a big picture of my face now um, if that's what if that's the kind of thing that you enjoy. It is. <laughs> Good. Well then, bookmark it because that's that's the website for you. And we have a a account for the show, which is underscore the prompt. Um, you can send us some feedback there. We we all monitor that account. Stephen does most of the replying. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, but we do all look at it and, and use it to, to help craft the show. And if you do enjoy the prompt, iTunes reviews um, are always welcome. Um, it helps people find out about the show and helps us to continue making a great product that you hopefully enjoy on a weekly basis. So thank you so much for listening to episode 24 of The Prompt. Um, Until next week, thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Arrivederci. Adios.